Recording, Anthony? We good? Okay, Anthony, I think we're all recording now for once. So, uh, welcome back to the first and beer college football podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Don Callan Crowley. And as always, I'm joined by my best friend and co host, Anthony Azan. Anthony, week four of the college football season is finally upon us. Uh, it's been an interesting first three weeks of the college football season uh, with what we've had. Uh, but now it feels like we're going to get a little bit more. Uh, excitement here uh on the weekends as the sec joins the fray uh, i guess first of all uh are you excited to have sec football back here on this first weekend? of all don't think i'm going to gloss past a little comment at the beginning there you i forget to hit record one time and you just shit on me mm-hmm. at the start of the podcast for it you know it's editing isn't perfect everybody but yeah, other than that, I'm incredibly excited, you know? I think I voiced that pretty well at the end of the last episode by doing the SEC theme. Because it's back, baby. SEC on CBS, SEC on every channel. And, you know, we've got great football ahead of us this weekend. This is where it really starts and the fun truly begins, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean... uh whether it's the best conference or the second best conference, depending on you ask, uh, there's just one thing that is for sure when it comes to the SEC, Anthony. And you know what that is? It's going to be hot. Uh, well, yeah, it is going to be hot up here this weekend. I mean, here in Pennsylvania, we had a 60, 60 and 70s all week, and now it's going to be in the 80s on Saturday. Of but course no, I know what it, it means, Dylan. Means I know it just means more because it's the SEC, baby. And, uh, I mean, we, we've already seen uh, half of LSU's team come down with COVID, if not all the whole team. So, I mean, in the SEC, it just means more. They're willing to sacrifice uh, pretty much anything here to play this season. Uh, and they were going to do so no matter what. But enough of that. Let's get into this slate for the weekend. Uh, let, let's just start on Thursday. We'll go over this one very quickly. Uh, UAB against South Alabama. I mean, I, I, I don't know what game people in Alabama were going to look forward to more than this one this weekend. Two of the best teams in the entire state of Alabama going at it here. UAB, South Alabama. Who do you got? Two juggernauts in the state of Alabama, man. Juggernauts. You know, UAB hasn't looked terrible this year. I mean, they played Miami closer than Louisville did. And I got I to gotta give them they that. Did. So, without knowing a whole lot about UAB and USA, um, I'm going to go with UAB in this one, uh, just because I, I've seen them play this year a little bit, and I know that they're you know they're a decent team. So I'm going to go with UAB. Uh, I UAB is a seven point favorite here, despite quarterback Tyler Johnston being out indefinitely. Uh, yeah, I'll go with UAB. Uh, I don't know how they'll replace him uh but uh i trust them to do so um let's move on to friday night uh one game on the docket middle tennessee versus utsa uh the only 2-0 team in texas by the way utsa uh who do you got here what's the line on this game uh there is no no line. line that does not make my decision any easier um i'm not gonna be watching this game i'm actually gonna be doing something else. Middle Tennessee's 0 and 2 
UTSA's 2-0. and I was going to go with UTSA anyway just because they're the home team and just because I used to watch Mr. Hurricane on YouTube and he did a UTSA dynasty on NCAA football. So I'm going to rock with the UTSA Roadrunners in this game. Shout out to Mr. Hurricane. I, I also have done a UTSA uh, dynasty on NCAA 14. And uh, I actually won uh, the Maxwell uh, Award uh, with UTSA's running back, Sincere McCormick. Uh, so I am going with UTSA, and I expect Sincere McCormick to have I a love our team. reasoning. It's just based off of NCAA football dynasty mode. It has nothing to do with actual football. N- nothing, no actual analysis there, folks. Off the cuff. Everything is based off custom rosters that people have edited. <laughs> Shout out to Operation Sports, man. They really put in the work. All right, let's get into Saturday's slate. Uh, it's a decent slate, I guess you could say, now that we have the SEC uh, back. The Big 12 is playing, and, of course, we've got ACC football. Uh, uh, let's start off the top here. Uh, Georgia Tech versus Syracuse, 12 p.m. Uh, that game can be watched on ESPN3. Uh, Georgia Tech's an eight-point favorite in this game. Start as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take the Yellow Jackets in this. Uh, Syracuse, I think, is good defensively. Offensively, though, I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done. I think this Georgia Tech offense uh, could have a big game here this weekend. Uh, Jeff Sims and uh, Jameer Gibbs are both uh, budding stars for the Yellow Jackets, and uh, I'm looking for them to both have a big game this weekend. I completely agree with you. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech in this one as well. Um, we've talked about Jeff Sims and Jameer Gibbs at nauseum here on this podcast. We were both very high on those guys and especially their futures. Georgia Tech has shown a lot of promise in the first two games, but they have not gotten the results to well, actually they have against Florida State, I should say, to back it up. But you know, not they haven't there wasn't they weren't too impressive in that first game offensively, but they did great defensively, obviously. But I think they're gonna break out this game and have a huge offensive performance led by led by Jeff Sims, a quarterback, and I expect Georgia Tech to win this one pretty easily. And next up, it looks like we have uh, number three, Oklahoma, led by fre- uh, redshirt freshman Spencer Rattler. Uh, 12 p.m. kickoff on Fox. Um, the line is Oklahoma minus 27 and a half. Uh, what are you feeling in this game? Minus 27 and a half is a big line. I know, like, Oklahoma. Kansas State also beat Oklahoma That's what I'm thinking. Year. I remember we were in your apartment back at school watching that game. I have that in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma's going to win. I just want to start with that. I'm not trying to act like Kansas State is going to pull another upset here. But I'm no, trying to figure out so. the line. I think Kansas State is still going to cover. I think they're going to keep it a little closer than 27 and a half. I think that's a little high. I expect Spencer Rattler to have a big game. I think this Oklahoma offense is still explosive. But... I can see Kansas State keeping it within. This doesn't sound like great, but within three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that still yeah, covers. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound great. It, but it, by four, it, it still covers in this case. We're recording this Wednesday night. I won't be shocked if that line does get to that twenty-eight spot. Uh, but I, yeah, I think Oklahoma wins this. Uh, Kansas State probably covers. Uh, but I, I would, t- I would definitely take the over on the. Uh, over under because the over is uh just 60 and a half points uh so i definitely see oklahoma putting up 45 50 points in this game and kansas state getting at least 20. so what's the over under on you hitting puberty after that voice crack there 
<laughs> and we're moving on. Uh, the the over under is at twenty five years old right now. <laughs> two more years. Uh, moving on. Um, number five, Florida uh, travels to Oxford, Mississippi, to take on the fighting Lane Kiffins of Ole Miss. Um, Florida is a 14-point favorite here. I'm going to take Florida. Uh, I think Kyle Trask is a great quarterback. I'm actually really high on Kyle Trask. I think he's a natural leader of that team, and Florida is obviously very talented around him. Uh, Lane Kiffin in his first game. I like John Reese Plumlee, but I don't think he'll be up to the task in this one. I think I think Florida's defense is going to suffocate him and keep him in the pocket, which is not where he excels. So I'm going to go with Florida, and I'm actually going to say Florida covers here, believe it or not. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I do think Florida's a better team, I w- and I think uh, I, I – f- I'm trying to remember who I have coming out of the SEC East. I know. I, I think. I I don't know now. You know, but uh, I think Florida uh, definitely come out of the SEC East. They're going to be uh, competing for an SEC championship this year. Um, much better team. I think Ole Miss may come out with a little fire in the first half. Uh, but I think Florida is going to eventually pull away. And yeah, I think they cover too. Um, Tough one to call because you know so, it'll be interesting to see how Lane Kiffin coaches this team. I'm really, I'm really cued yeah, in on Ole Miss I'm, this year, I'm just not, but I'm not really sure. This is a tough first game for Ole Miss. This is a tough game for Lane Kiffin to try to like establish himself with this offense and his team as a whole. Yeah, so it'll be and, interesting to, to follow how that goes. Yeah, I don't know how this offense is going to look. Uh, who's going to be their starter? Is it going to be John Reese Plumley? Is it going to be Matt Corral? I mean, it's. Uh, a lot of questions are gonna be are gonna be answered about Ole Miss on Saturday. Um, next SEC game, uh, 12 p.m. on the SEC Network. Kentucky, number 23 in the country, travels to Auburn, takes on the number eight Auburn Tigers. According to ESPN, by the way, the tickets are as low as one thousand one hundred eleven dollars for this one. Um, so, Sounds I mean, affordable. If, if you guys have any, if you have spare. 1100 lying around. Uh, maybe you all can go out and check out this game down at Jordan Hare on Saturday. Auburn is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going to say it. I think, I don't know if Kentucky's going to win, but I think they cover this spread. And I think this is a game that comes down to the last uh, series of the game, whoever has the ball. I just want to comment on that tickets as low as $1,100 thing. I'm sure that means to say $111. I'm assuming that's a typo there. But back to the game, uh, I'm really interested to see the development of Bo Nix. You know, is he going to take that next step in year two? He had moments last year where he looked like he could be a really, really good quarterback for Auburn, potentially a quarterback that could compete in the SEC to get to the playoff at some point. But it'll be it's gonna all depend on how he looks in year two. And Kentucky isn't a slouch. You know, Auburn's gonna have to come ready to play. Uh, Mark Stoops always gets that team up to play, especially for big games like this. I think this is gonna be a game that's really close through three quarters. I think Auburn will pull away in the fourth quarter. I could see this game being within a field goal through three quarters, and then Auburn 
pulls away a little bit in the fourth, and I think they'll cover, but barely. They'll they'll win by ten. Yeah, I I I actually really like the quarterback matchup in this game. Uh, as you mentioned, Bo Nix, but Terry Wilson's a a really good quarterback for the Wildcats as well, and uh, I mean, um, we don't have uh, obviously Lynn Bowden for Kentucky anymore. But there's still plenty of weapons on this Kentucky team that I think they're going to be able to keep it close. Uh, but that that Auburn defense is going to be tough to get by. So um, yeah, I mean, if Bo Nix takes the next step, I think Auburn can win this comfortably. Uh, but I'm still not a huge believer in Bo Nix. That's fair. Yeah, don't sleep on Kentucky in this game at all. Like they're they're a solid team, and I think they'll come ready to play for this one, especially as an underdog. I, I agree. So uh, you have I forget. Do you have Auburn? Covering? I have Auburn covering, but barely. Okay. All right. And I have Kentucky covering, but Auburn winning. Um, really quick one here: UCF versus East Carolina, twelve p.m. ABC. UCF minus twenty-seven. Uh, I'm gonna take UCF and the points. Uh, I I just think there's too much firepower there. Uh, for East Carolina to compete with. Yeah, no, I really like Dylan Gabriel. I think he's a stud at quarterback. I think he proved it last week against Georgia Tech and against an easier opponent in East Carolina. I like UCF to win comfortably here as well. Easy enough. And checking last year. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we'll quickly, I guess, Georgia Southern versus 19 ranked Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana's 12.5-point favorite here. Uh, I think Louisiana bounces back from a tough performance last week. It wasn't pretty at all, but they found a way to pull it out. I think they bounce back here and uh, pick up a win over Georgia Southern. Uh, But I think Georgia Southern will uh, cover this one. Yeah, I'm looking at this game, and I'm tempted to... I'm not tempted to pick them to lose, but I'm tempted to pick... Georgia Southern to cover, especially after they almost lost last week, Louisiana. That was a close game. They had to pull a comeback there in the second half. But uh, I think Louisiana is going to win. And you know what? I'm going to say that Louisiana is going to cover. I think that they're going to realize that they're not invincible right now. You know, I think last week they almost bought into their own hype a little bit and played a little down to their opponent. I don't think they're going to let that happen this week. I think they're going to come in focus, and I think they're going to win at home and cover. Well, uh, it's interesting we've brought this game up because I just read on Twitter. Uh, five Raging Cajun stars are going to be out for this game, and then they're also going to be down their backup quarterback and a backup defensive lineman. Uh, does that change your uh, prediction? through COVID? It, it all did through positive test or contract. So the five starters, do you have positions for them or are they just running, uh, running back, right tackle, uh, nose guard, linebacker, cornerback. Those are all really, really important positions. Um, I'm going to, yeah, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I think they're going to win. Including Eliza Mitchell, who has 24 carries returned 10 yards. And two touchdowns so far. Yeah, I think I'm going to change my mind after hearing that. I think Louisiana's still going to win, but I think they're only going to win by like a touchdown or like 10 points. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer, especially with all those guys out. That That's a huge blow for Louisiana. 
Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to call this a push on the betting line. I, I have no idea where to go with that. I think Louisiana is going to win, but I have no idea what to predict with that. Uh, number 24, Louisville against number 21, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh a three-point favorite here. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think Louisville is the better team here, the better coach, coaching staff here. I think they bounce back from last week's performance, and I think they win this game outright against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is good, yes, but uh, their first two opponents have been Austin P and uh, Syracuse, two very uh, poor opponents. And this is going to be the best offense they've faced all year. Uh, and probably maybe the best defense they faced all year. Syracuse is a pretty good defense, but uh, I, I'm taking Louisville to win this game outright over. Pittsburgh. I'm right there with you. I'm actually going to take Louisville as well. I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I think he's taken another step forward this year as Pitt's quarterback. But I also like Malik Cunningham at Louisville, and I think their offense can be explosive. I think they the offense looked great last week against Miami. It's just Miami's offense looked better. And Louisville's defense, Louisville's defense had a lot of holes in it. And if they can fix that this week against Pittsburgh, I think that Louisville could win this game outright. But if they don't fix that, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble against Kenny Pickett, much like they had against Derek King. But I'm going to take Louisville right now. All right, next up we got Iowa State versus TCU. Fox Sports 1 at 130. Iowa State a two-and-a-half point favorite here. Obviously, they lost their season opener to Louisiana in very shocking fashion. Uh, TCU, on the other hand, is coming off one of their tougher uh, seasons under uh, Gary Patterson uh, during his tenure. Last year, they went, oh, man, what was it, 5-7. and seven. Uh, Max Dugan returns this year after a uh, okay freshman season, I guess you could say. I mean, he wasn't very good last year. Um, what, what, what? How do you feel about this game? I, I'm, I'm really not sure how to feel about this. Iowa State, obviously, we were high on coming in the year, but they laid an egg against Louisiana. TCU, I think, uh, can either be an, an average team this year or below average. Yeah, like my my head says pick Iowa State, but after watching that first game, Iowa State looked bad. Like they did not show up to play at all against a team that they should have beaten really easily. But I don't know what to feel about this TCU team either. Max Dugan, like you said, I don't know what the word is for his freshman year. Like it was it, it was a freshman year. Like you know, he had a lot, you know, he struggled a lot and he also had moments where he looked like he could be a really good player for TCU. So one interesting thing we'll, to watch will be uh, five-star running back Zach Evans. He'll make his debut in this game for TCU. That'll That's be a right. fun storyline to watch after watching his uh, roller coaster recruitment. But I'm going to take Iowa State. For, uh, I'm going to take Iowa State for now. I, I think they're going to bounce back at yeah. some point. Brock Purdy's too good of a quarterback. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to take Iowa State. I don't even know what to do with the betting line. Yeah, I'm going to take Iowa State, and I'll take the Cyclones to cover because uh, I, I, I just if they're going to. Uh, actually, Max Dugan is not going to be starting this game. I just found out. Matthew Downing uh, will be for TCU here. Uh, as I look up more about Matthew Downing. Um, Did a... I do think Iowa State. I was gonna say, go did uh, Max Dugan 
get hurt? Did he just get beat out? Why is he not starting? Let, let's look into that. Uh, Max Dugan is available, but was ruled out in... Oh, that's right. Indefinitely since late August uh, because of a previously undetected that's heart That's right. I remember that now. Uh, yes. Uh, but Dugan is available. But Matthew Downing gets a start uh, for him. Uh, Downing, um, a former, let's see here, uh, un, unranked quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, he, he originally started at Georgia as a walk-on, uh, transferred to uh, TCU, and now is their starting quarterback. So quite the story there. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I'm taking Iowa State and the points. I, I think Brock Purdy, Brees, Har, Brees Hall, uh, Xavier Hutchinson are, are just too much for TCU to handle in this game. Uh, they're all really good players, uh, say the least. And, uh, yeah, I think Iowa State bounces back. I don't think it'll be pretty, though. Uh, 3.30 CBS, this is your... SEC on CBS game of the week that we will be uh, experiencing for the first time in 2020. It is the Mississippi State Mike Leach's. No, it's the Mississippi State Bulldogs led by head coach Mike Leach in his first ever game going on the road to the take on the defending national champions, the LSU Tigers at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Um, it would have been awesome to see the atmosphere there had it been a non-COVID situation, uh, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, LSU is a 16.5 point favorite here. Anthony, what are your thoughts? LSU did lose a lot this offseason. That's what I'm thinking. I have that in the back of my head right now. I'm like, LSU lost a lot, including their star wide receiver, Jamar Chase, and I think that is going to play a part in this game. Um... I'm really interested to see, you know, how they replace all those guys. Um, how Miles Brennan looks as their starting quarterback. I think that's going to be a big one. Uh, you know, it's it's really going to be interesting to see how they transition from Joe Burrow and the legendary season that he had, and how Miles Brennan steps up and replaces him. And I think that's going to be a big factor in if they win seven games, eight games, or if they win five or six. So in this game, I'm going to take LSU, but I think Mississippi State's going to cover. I think it's actually going to be closer than we expect it to be just because they lost so much on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I have LSU winning this game, but I'm going to have Mississippi State cover. I think this is going to be a a 10, maybe not 10, but I think this is going to be a two-touchdown game at the end of it. I think it, it's going to be semi-high scoring, but not too much high scoring. Uh, the over-under is 57. Uh, so, man, 57 is an over-under. Uh, I mean, LSU could realistically realistically put up 30 points, or they could put up like 50 points. That's L- Yeah, that's LSU uh, football right there. So, I, I'm going to... I'm going to take the under actually on the 57 points. Um, but yeah, so there we go with that. 330 on Fox. 
Uh, we got Texas, number eight in the country against Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, Longhorns are an 18-point favorite here, uh, over under 70-and-a-half. I'm going to take Texas here. They're, they're the more, ta- more talented team, have the better quarterback, better coaching staff, all that. Uh, and, yeah, pretty easily here. And I, I think uh, I'm going to take the Longhorns to cover this one too. Yeah, I saw – Texas Tech give up 34 points to Houston Baptist. Uh, give me Texas to win and cover, and I'm not even going to think much about this game. Moving on then. Uh, number 22, Army, 2-0. Going up against number 14, Cincinnati. ESPN 330, Cincinnati, a 13.5-point favorite here. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati to win, but Army to cover. I think Army is going to... Just hold on to the ball a little bit too much and keep this one uh, just close enough to cover that spread. This is such an intriguing game to me. Cincinnati's looked good, but so has Army. And, you know, I just think they're just a surprise team this year. And they always play these ranked teams close. And they're a ranked team themselves now. So I I agree. I think Cincinnati is going to win. I think they're just too talented. And there's just going to be too much at the end of the day for Army. But Army's going to keep this thing close, man. They're not going to go away quietly, and at the this game's going to be a lot closer than people think it is. I agree. I mean, uh, if if Army can control the time of possession here, they're going to have a chance to win any game they play. We've seen that against games in the past against Michigan and Oklahoma. They they definitely have a avenue of winning a path, I should say. To win this game, but and but if they don't control the ball, I think this one kid get away from them. Uh, but like I said, Cincinnati win, Army to cover the thirteen and a half points here, and we'll move on then to uh, number fifteen, Oklahoma State against West Virginia, three thirty on ABC. Oklahoma State just a seven point favorite here. Uh, this one's going to come down to if Spencer Sanders plays, I think, for me. That's exactly how I'm feeling. I'm literally looking up right now, and it looks like I just got a headline. Spencer Sanders' status versus West Virginia is still unclear. So I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to straight up say it. If Spencer Sanders plays, Oklahoma State wins. If he doesn't, I'm picking West Virginia in an upset. I don't know. Maybe I'm just influenced by our boy Dogecoin, but I... I think that this is a completely different team without Spencer Sanders. And if he's not available, I think West Virginia has an avenue to win this game on the road and pull a shocker. Yeah, I mean, the the Oklahoma State offense did not look good without uh, Spencer Sanders last week. I mean, it looked decent with Shane Illingsworth at quarterback, but that's still asking a true freshman to do a lot. Uh in just what would be his first career start and second game. Uh, man, this one's hard. I'm going to say Oklahoma If Spencer Sanders doesn't play, I almost want to take West Virginia. Uh, but I still know that for Oklahoma State, you still got Chubba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace who can both take over games. So I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins this either way. I think they cover if Spencer Sanders plays. If he doesn't, I think they do not cover, but still win maybe by a field goal. 
Um, 4 p.m. SEC Network. Number four, Georgia Bulldogs uh, travel to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Arkansas led by Sam Pittman at head as their new head coach, former offensive line coach for Georgia. The Bulldogs are a 26.5-point favorite. While quarterback remains a question for the Bulldogs, I'm going to say they win this game, and I'm going to say they cover because Arkansas has been bad for a few years now, and I don't see that changing uh, at least immediately under Sam Pittman. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, Felipe Franks. Uh, he will be Arkansas starting quarterback, I believe. So I believe he's coming into his last yes. year at um, in, on the college level at Arkansas after transferring from Florida. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays in his first game against Georgia. Really tough defense, really tough opponent. That quarterback situation at Georgia is still unresolved from what I remember. I don't think they've named a starter yet. Have they named JT Daniels their starter? Uh, I do not think so, but I'll check I believe it's a battle between JT Daniels and Dwan Mathis. So I believe Dwan Mathis also is an interesting story because he, the last season, he was fighting. He had like a cyst on his brain or something. He had like a really bad situation that, that he had to come back from. And he's fighting for the starting job. JT Daniels has not won it yet, to my surprise. But I'm going to say... I'm not even sure JT Daniels is cleared to play. That's true. He might not be cleared. I just assumed he's been cleared to play, but I guess he hasn't. So at that point, it's a a battle between uh, Dwan Mathis and Carson Beck to see who would start this weekend if JT Daniels has not been cleared. But I'm going to say Georgia wins. I, I think they're just too good to not win this game, and Arkansas still has a lot of work to do. And... I'm gonna say push for now on the on the line. I honestly, I think it's gonna be right around there. I think Georgia either wins by three or four touchdowns. It's gonna be like right in that area. It sounds like people for now are expecting Mathis to be the starter on Saturday, just because we haven't heard anything about JT Daniels recently. Um, so. Yeah, but everything else you said, I agree with there, and I I think I think George is a much better team here, and they I think they run away with this game. They may the only thing that may stop them from covering is by putting in backups and Arkansas again a few garbage time touchdowns. Uh, let's move on. Seven p.m. ESPN, the number two Alabama Crimson Tide take on the Missouri Tigers. The Tide are twenty-seven point favorites. Mac Jones, the starting quarterback for the Tide, officially. Uh, again, much like Georgia, Arkansas, Alabama is the way more talented team here, and I think they're going to cover this uh, game pretty easily. I can honestly see this being one of those fifty-one ten games. I agree with you. I think Bama's going to win and cover. Mac Jones is the starter for now. Like I said, by the end of the year, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Bryce Young is just too good to not play him and to not start him at some point. I think at some point they will transition over, but they don't need him for this game. They're going to blow him out, and they should do so pretty easily. We move on to number 10, Texas A&M hosting the Vanderbilt Commodores. A&M a 31-point favorite here. This is a hard one uh, when it comes to the over. I mean, for for the line, 
at 31 points. Vanderbilt obviously not very talented, doesn't have a great offense nor a great defense. Um, I want to take Texas A&M and the points, but 31 points against a Power 5 team is a lot of points. It is a lot of points, but I like Kellen Mond. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's going to take a step up this year. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is a good coach. I don't know a whole lot about this Vanderbilt team. I don't think anybody knows a whole lot about this Vanderbilt team anyway, but I'm going to say A&M wins and covers. I know it's a, it's a big line, and I usually don't like to say that the winning team is going to cover when the line is that big, but I, I just think A&M will, will win easily. I'm going to take uh, A&M, but I'm, I'm going to say Vanderbilt covers. Uh I could see that. I could see it being like forty to thirteen or something. So I think it, they just cover seven thirty. ABC. Miami once again. Once again, is the ABC game of the week. Florida State versus Miami. Like I said, Miami eleven point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take Miami to win this and cover. Uh, I mean, Derek King is the real deal. Florida State doesn't have head coach Mike Norvell for this. Uh, the team is obviously a mess, uh, both offensively and also it seems off the field. So, I, I mean, I don't see how Florida State even has a chance to win this game based off what we've seen out of Miami so far. That being said, it's Miami's the last few years they've had some uh, clunkers, to say the least. Florida State's in trouble. I mean, they only put up 13 points against Georgia Tech. And no offense to Georgia Tech, but they're not ready to... It's a Georgia Tech game that gave up 49 points a week Exactly. So, to UCF, by the way, which is a team that loves to brag that they're better than the Power 5 Florida teams. And I think they're definitely better than Florida State. Yep. And I think that last week kind of proved that. Yeah. Know, Miami Miami was impressive last week. They really were. I was not ready for the offensive explosion they put together. I think Brevin Jordan's the real deal at tight end. Derek King's the real deal at quarterback. I love what I saw out of Cameron Harris the past two weeks. He's looked great. Um, I think Jalen Knighton's a rising star at running back for them as well, the true freshman. I think Miami's going to win in cover, and I don't think it's going to be close. I know normally these types of games, they're usually clunkers, and Miami could play down to Florida State potentially, but I don't see it. I think this is a new-look Miami team, and they're going to run away with this one. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I, I just... Yeah, like you said, Florida State's in trouble, and this could be a season that gets away from them in a hurry. Uh, James Blackman didn't show any signs of improvement from the offseason, and, I mean, there's just a lot lot to question there with Florida State, and Miami looks like a potential juggernaut against uh, the ACC this year, minus Clemson. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there, uh, but I'm taking Miami to win and cover. 730 on the SEC network, uh, we got Tennessee, number 16th in the country, going up against South Carolina. Tennessee, I think, won their last six games of the year last year. Uh, only a three-and-a-half-point favorite here against South Carolina. This is taking place in Columbia. 
Um, I think Tennessee is going to win this actually, and I think they're going to cover this as well. You know, I've been going back and forth on this game. I this is a game I circled because I think it's going to be really close. And you know what? I don't have a real valid football reason for this answer. You know, my girlfriend lives in Columbia, South Carolina, right now. The town of Columbia is a very nice town. It's been very good to me. I've had a lot of fun there. I'm going to say the South Carolina wins this game. Why not? Tennessee always puts up a clunker in the first game of the season. I think South Carolina could take advantage of it. And I'm only basing that off of my girlfriend. So let's just let's just go with it. We don't call them the best analysts in the country for nothing, folks. Uh, <laughs> hey, we literally say that we are just not we are we are not the experts. We've literally started from the beginning saying that. That is true. Um, South Carolina has yet to name a starting quarterback. It looks like uh, between uh, Colin Hill and then Ryan Hill. They actually did. They did. They went uh, with Colin Hill. They did. Colin Hill is their starter. They went with Colin Hill. Interesting. All right. Um, all right. So that's that. And then Jared Garantano is back for his 50th season at Tennessee. It feels like. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely could see South Carolina winning. I, I think Tennessee wins this by like a touchdown. Um, but if Tennessee loses, uh, it's going to be a lot of questions going on uh, in uh, Knoxville. So oh, Jeremy least. Pruitt is on a hot seat if they lose this game. Realistically, Tennessee should win this game. But they lost to Georgia State I, last I, year to I, start I, off the season. So you never know what can happen with the Volunteers. Our final ranking of the week, NC State against number 20, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is seven-point favorite here. NC State coming off a 42-41 win, I think, over Wake Forest. A thriller. Um, this is a tough one. I'm not a big believer in Virginia Tech to begin with. Um, but I think they win this and they cover – by with like a ten point win, yeah, I'm gonna say the same. Um, that game was fun to watch last week, though that NC State Wake Forest game. Oh, that no, was a very one. fun game to track. I was more paying attention to the Miami Louisville game, but I found myself drifting over to that game just because it was just, it was a thriller. It was a hell of a game to watch, but it probably was the game of the the week, honestly, in terms of outright score. But I'm gonna say Virginia Tech wins this one. You know, I don't know what NC State really is just because Wake Forest isn't really that great of a team this year to begin with. So I'll say Virginia Tech, and they'll cover. They'll win by, like, 10. I'm just going to copy exactly what you said. I think that makes sense. Yeah, Virginia Tech Tech does have a good quarterback there in Hendon Hooker who posted decent numbers last year. Uh, I think Deshaun McLeese returns for this year. I'm checking that. No, Deshaun McLeese, I think, graduated. So, yeah. Uh, so they had to replace their leading running back. Um, I think Kashawn King would be their starter at running back then. Um, but, yeah, I think Virginia Tech's the better team here, more talented team. I think they went by 10, like I said. And then finally, uh, I lied, actually. Uh, we had one more ranked game. 
And that's because we we do not get Pac-12 after dark, Anthony. But we get independent football after dark. It's the best. Doesn't have the does does not have yeah, the same ring to it. I have to say, it 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 does not. Uh, but we got Troy traveling to Provo, Pro, Provo, 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 to take on the number eighteenth ranked BYU Cougars. BYU coming off that fifty-five-three win against Army Navy. Was that? Yeah, over Navy two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I believe that was the first week of the season. Yeah, so two weeks ago, fifty-five-three win on Labor Day. They've they haven't played since, so a week off. Uh, I think BYU rolls again here. Yeah, I think BYU will win this one pretty easily. Uh, like we said, BYU looked great against Navy, and Navy's not as bad as we thought they were. You know, we thought they were terrible. And up until the the second half of last week, we were right. But, you know, maybe that win was a lot more impressive than we thought it was. So I'm going to say BYU wins this one pretty easily and covers. Did I even mention the spread? I don't think you did. I'm just going to say whatever it is they're going to cover. You're just going to say they cover. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just roll with it. I I appreciate and enjoy your... uh, confidence here in BYU because it's a 14 point line. So yeah, I'm taking BYU to cover uh, based off what we've seen. Agreed. And, and and with that, that's actually all the ranked games we have this week. Uh, overall, there was five games postponed this weekend due to, uh, I think all due to COVID related issues. Uh, those five games postponed were Notre Dame and Wake Forest, Tulsa versus, sorry, four games. Tulsa versus Arkansas State, South Florida versus AFAU, and North Texas versus Houston. I think this is the fourth straight time Houston has had a season opener now, uh, this season postponed. Yeah, poor Houston, man. This is actually the third time. The first one was against Rice. Third time. The second one was against Baylor, and now the third Baylor one against weekend. North Texas. They can't get a game, and they've been ready this entire time, too. Or is this one on Houston? Like, what was the reason? I forget if it was Houston that caused it or if North Texas caused it. But, you know, third straight um, game, that's rough. Yeah, that that is rough. Uh, you really feel for Dana Hogerson and his uh, uh, his whole program. Uh, and it's because of North Texas. They're unable to uh, field a team for the game, they say. Uh, so basically, there's a position group for North Texas that is severely decimated due to the COVID right now, and they would not be comfortable. And playing. that's going to so, happen from time to time this uh, year. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. And there's going to be four to five games at minimum each week going forward that are probably going to be postponed. And that will only increase as, as more conferences right, come back. That number is only going to increase. So it'll be it's going to be something to track, obviously, moving forward. I I totally agree with that. Uh, but that that wraps up all our previews for this week. Uh, any other notes, topics you want to quickly cover before we head off? No, I think that's it. You know, we're around forty five minutes at this episode right now. I think I think that pretty much covers it. You know, SEC football is back. Everyone should be excited for that. We've given you our expert, not expert analysis on all of this. So take with it what you will. If you're going to bet on these games, 
don't take our advice. We don't want to be responsible for you. Don't we take do our not advice. want to be responsible for you losing all your money. So this is for entertainment. This is for only. entertainment only. And if you enjoy it, give it a like, give it a rating, comment, tell us what we're doing wrong, tell us what we're doing right, and raise a glass. Raise a glass to uh, the SEC, and we'll raise a glass with you. Well, if there's any, well, Anthony, if there's any fans of Hamilton listening, you have just all got a Hamilton song stuck in our head. So, thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a great way to end that ep- this episode. Um, raise a glass um, as we all enjoy another week of football. Of course, if only you're over the age of 21. Uh, if you're under the age 21, well, uh, you know, have a soda or. You had any good beers lately? Before we but end, either you way, have any good beers lately? I I've had uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Uh, I picked up a variety pack of Sam Adams uh, on Sunday. Interesting. Do you recommend? I do recommend the Oktoberfest nice. was good. Uh, they had a pumpkin ale in there. If you're a fan of pumpkin spice uh, stuff, I recommend it. Uh, it it wasn't for me. I did not enjoy the pumpkin spice one, uh, but the Oktoberfest I did enjoy. I enjoy a lot of Sam Adams seasonal stuff. So, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll definitely give that a try. Uh, recently, uh, I've I actually bought Bud Light Lime. Uh, I'm kind of a plain guy in that respect. Um, I wanted to try it. It looked interesting. I've had the Bud Light Orange, which I thought was pretty good, and the Lime's not bad. I prefer the Orange of the two. I love like summer summer beers where you can like get like a fruit in there somewhere. You know, I love when you can like put an orange in a beer. And you know, be able to drink it outside. So the lime isn't bad, though. I, I did enjoy it. But normally, I'm on the uh, victory beers. I love like the Twisted Monkey, the Summer Love. I love those types of beers. You do love your victory beers. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to talk a little bit more about beer recently, uh, in upcoming uh, episodes, uh, to say the least. Uh, since you know our name is First and Beer. Uh, we haven't really talked about the beer portion of it in quite a while. We have so. not, but but that's for with future COVID, episodes. I haven't really been drinking as much, and you know, I went to Penn State. I used to drink all the time, so you know, hopefully, as we move forward, I'll actually have a reason to drink more, <laughs> so we can talk about it more. <laughs> well, as long as we have football, there's always a reason to drink, especially as a Philadelphia sports fan over here. Uh, it just. It, it just gets worse and worse every week. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but w- let's let's end that. Wait, no, no. For Go, the third, for the third time, I'm going to stop you there. You think it's bad as a Philly sports fan? Look at New York football right now, bro. We have the Jets, who are a dumpster fire. And we have the Giants, who just lost Saquon Barkley. Like, what do New York sports fans... We have nothing to do but drink, because our seasons are down the tubes. We're fighting for Trevor Lawrence right now. I am never going to feel bad for uh, New York sports fans uh, since y'all like to claim every single one of those 27 Yankees championships, even for the people who have only been alive for six of them or something like that. I don't know. You've been alive for how many Yankees championships? Uh, That's six more than the Phillies have. Well, the Phillies won one in your lifetime, so that's five more than you've won in your lifetime. Exactly. So I have very much more of the right to complain here. Uh, Phillies are going to miss the playoffs. Eagles started 0-2. Carson Wentz looks bad. Uh, 
they keep getting injured. Uh, the Flyers were a disappointment. The 76ers were a disappointment. The only good sports team in Philadelphia right now is the Philadelphia Union. And they just sold their best player to uh, um, a, a team in the Bundesliga. Well, then that's a pretty good upgrade for him, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course it is. He's going to RB Leipzig. That's a that's a good team. Leipzig. Yeah, I know. Well, Brendan Harrison's a very good player. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and he's only like twenty. Homegrown too for the Union. Uh, but we're getting way off track here. This isn't even college football related anymore. So let's just end it here because honestly, I don't think anybody's listening anymore, Anthony. Uh, but if you're still listening, thanks for listening to the entire podcast. Once again, hope you enjoyed the episode. Raise a glass to SEC football returning this weekend. Have a beer this weekend if you're over the age 21. If not, have a soda or a juice box, maybe a water, whatever you want. Just enjoy the football. 